0: Hey guys, welcome back. We are in The Zone, episode 43. Today, we have wrestling and hockey to talk about. I want to talk about hockey to start today. Um, as we all know, RFAs, the only guy that's actually signed is Sebastian Ajo. And to me, I think the only reason why he signed is because of Mark Bergevin giving him that, that dumb offer. And then Carolina laughing and saying, yeah, sure, 8, 8.5 sounds accurate. So we'll give him that. But I want to talk about Patrick Laine, uh, Chris Johnston, great Sportsnet guy, uh, interviewing Patrick Laine, asking him about his you know his off season you know his workout, the contract situation, and basically the answer that he gave was not very good and not really professional. I mean, he asked, "Do you like Winnipeg? Do you want to be here?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I do, but um, you know, I'm open to possibilities. It's a business here." Uh, do you guys think Laine wants to leave? Um, if so,
1: where where do you think he's going to go? And where do you guys think his head is at right now? I th- okay, I think everyone can agree that he's still... They're still maturing to do there. Uh, he's obviously an unbelievable player, but... Ironically, I thought the Habs would have been a, a perfect fit. I can't see them doing another offer sheet, though, but you just... We look at an obvious hole in that lineup and they can use a 40 to 50 goal scorer. Um, the kid's only 21 years old. He did not word that properly, but they, they should really work something out in Winnipeg because he is one of the premier players in the league.
2: Yeah, Montreal just messed up. I don't know why they went after Apple. <coughs> they have Max Domi. They have building pieces over there. They needed line A, a bigger guy who can score. They didn't go after him. Any other team, though, like, why would you say nothing against Winnipeg? Just say yes, on to the next question. My agent's working on it. Do the Mitch Marner approach. It's like, yeah, you'll have to ask my agent about that as a way to get rid of the question. But that's not lying, eh? Maybe that's why so many people just love him. <laughs> I just feel
0: like this is going to be his fourth year now in the league. And just the maturity level is not there at all. And it's worrisome for me as a fan. But man, like for a Dayoff, day off, he has to work out Kyle Conner too. It's like, it's not like they're trying to not sign Line A because it kind of, that's what I got. That's the message I got from Liney. It's like, oh, like, I feel like Liney thinks they're not trying hard enough to sign him. So he's like, oh yeah, I'm open uh, wherever. But Line A has to be a little more mature about this. I said in numerous pods before that sky's the limit for him, but his maturity is just not there. He's always down on himself whatever he did last year he definitely has to change his workout because last season to me was god awful 30 goals 18 in a month that was basically the only bright spot of his whole season you can't tell me you're gonna play top power play and you're only gonna get 53 points and you're gonna only have 20 assists the whole year just to me it was an off year for Line, but if anything it's a lesson for him and this interview to me just it threw me off i'm like okay does this mean that they're more committed to Connor at the moment than line A I, I have no idea but I don't, I don't really know if, if I'm Shevel dayoff and you're really trying to sign both players if you can't who are you getting rid of Are you getting rid of Connor the more complete or are you getting rid of the more like the goal scoring Patrick Line like, I really don't know what Shevel dayoffs thinking if he can't sign both do you trade a kneeelers do you trade a Bufflin do you try and make cap room They did that with Truba but apparently they still don't have enough. So what do you guys think? Do you think Connor can potentially steal Line's
1: spot and Laine might dip? Uh, for me, nothing really changes on this. I see Ehlers as kind of the, if they have to trade someone, it would be him. But I'm sticking with Laine. Um, they're both three, two or three years, both of them, into their career. With all the bull crap this early on with Laine, I'm willing to put up with it because of uh, what can potentially come after. So it's been very hard times right now for the Jets and for Linea, but I'm sticking with him because I do think he's a, a premier young player in the league. Do you, do you see Linea
0: as like a comparable to like Kovalchuk, like early in his career? Because I remember Kovalchuk on Atlanta, he would score a lot of goals, a lot of points, but his maturity was never there. He would always rely on Hossa for like, you know, lessons. So I don't really know about Linea in terms of leadership. I don't think he's a leader. I don't think he ever will be a leader but the goal scoring is there, we've seen it the first two seasons. So if I'm Day off, I guess I will be patient. I will try and work out an offer. But man, I still think this maturity thing is a problem. I really think he needs to work on it. And then that will literally elevate his game. Like remember what we saw, 2016, this guy was really not on the board. He was I think a 15th overall pick at the beginning of the year and then he skyrocketed to second, improved his game. He looked pretty mature too at the time when he was getting interviewed, but that is when he was probably you know, the most focused, You know, living your dream, getting drafted in the NHL. But then all of this stuff happens, you have a bad year, you keep blaming yourself, you put it all on you, and then when all is said and done when you ask, do you
1: love Winnipeg, you simply say, I have nothing against Winnipeg. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think if man. he just would have started off with, I love Winnipeg, and then he said everything that he said after that, it would have
2: been fine. Just because the way he started that, that interview, was just downhill from just there. Just saying, yeah, well, I love being here. Those cities, great. Mention some restaurant there. I don't know what the hell they have over there in Winnipeg, but <laughs> mention Chris Jericho. I don't know, Kenny Omega. Say, oh yeah, great to be a part of like all these Winnipeg people. On people to think of me in Winnipeg, and then say, oh yeah, but it's a business. But he didn't start it that way.
0: Yeah, I just. I, what do you think, Alina? Do you think line A is potentially out, or do you think Connor would be the guy out if you had to sign one of the two?
2: I think Line, a, they're going to just sign just for their fan base and then maybe trade them in two years. Connor, I think they'll sign long term and they won't have to worry about him. But Ehlers is just the guy out. I think they had to make room for all these guys. You got Myers, what happened with him. Couldn't really offer a kind of contract there. Jacob Truba, you saw what happened there. Every year, uh, arbitration. So they just ran out of money with him. And I think uh, Ehlers is the odd man out.
0: Do you think... If not Ealers, do you think maybe they would pull someone like a defenseman, like a Morrissey, or like someone else?
1: I don't think there's any chance of that just because they did lose two right-handed top four defensemen. I know Morrissey's left-handed, but he, I think Morrissey was having his best season before he got hurt. He had like 30 and 55, and he was really taking over offensively. I, I think he's going to take a big part of the load for the next decade or so for that team. So Josh Morrissey is the guy to watch out for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but
0: moving forward, I mean, the RFAs, Braden Point, Rantanen, Marner, all of them, still no contracts. Do you think they're waiting on what Marner does? Because that's what I—that's the sense that I get. Because I feel like Marner, out of all of them, is probably the guy that's going to get paid the most. If it's not him, to me, I think it's definitely Braden Point. Um, do you think they're actually waiting on a signing? Because... For the most part, no one's really signed.
1: So, I think one of the two for sure, and then the dominoes will start to fall. You'd think it's Marner though, because fucking Toronto media and every That's, other day, yeah. it seems like there's something new, but really nothing's happening. But let's talk about it anyways. So, yeah, once one of them go, I think maybe it'll be 11 mil for Marner. No. Is that where we're at still?
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's gonna change. I I remember I saw an article where. They offered him 10 and a half for eight years, and he turned that down. Wasn't the other
1: one a three-year deal?
0: Another one was a three-year 10 mil, and then another one was a five-year 9.5 or something, and he turned that down too, so... I guess we have
1: an idea, then, of what we're going to come to a conclusion. The minimum,
0: it, it's looking like is like 9.75, probably, the minimum. Do you like the term, though? Like, like four to five years? He said, he's, he said he's not looking at eight, which to me is concerning... He wants five because, again, these free these RFAs, they're smart. They want to cash out twice in free agency. So Matthews, I guess, started that trend now. And we're going to have to wait and see what happens. I really don't want a lockout. But if all of these RFAs are asking for 11 mil, it's not good for the NHL and for their salary. So um, I hope a guy maybe like a Kachuk can maybe get like a 7.5. Maybe Rantanen can get like an 8.5 because I know McKinnon's contract is like the biggest bargain in the league. Um, but again, like guys like Marner, guys like Point, you really don't know what they're going to ask for. I, I think Point maybe wants around 10 and a half. He wants to be the number one center in Tampa. I think he will be maybe in like four years time. But again, the RFAs guys, to me, this is probably the most fun and the hardest to read RFAs I've seen in a long time. And uh, I really don't know what to expect uh, because training camp has started, I think. And the preseason starts in like 25 days. So they got to start kicking. And uh, I know they've been trying all summer, but Marner's agent and um, Dubas, I don't think they've been working hard enough. I feel like it would have been done by now. And uh, yeah, that's basically all I have for the RFA comments. But I don't really, I know that he had 90, what, 94 points last year, Marner. Come on, guys. Is there any? Is there really any winger that's worth 11 mil in the league, other than like an Ovi, or like, like a Kane? Cane.
2: No. At this age, probably not. No. <laughs> so uh, Marner's gonna break that mold. He's gonna do it because uh, you know the Toronto media overprice everyone, saying, "Oh, he has to get eight. He has to get nine, 11." Blame the media for that. Did
0: you guys see <laughs> my, uh, my cousin Steve on uh, on? I think it was Leafs lunch or it was the Fan 590 where he lost it because fans were saying it's all John Tavares' fault that we don't have the cap space for anybody. And uh, basically, Steve was saying, no, that's not the case. We actually took a gamble on Tavares. Um, He wanted to come home 11 mil. That's great. He says it's great for at least four to eight, what, he's he's on, what, seven years? Yeah. Yeah. So he said for about more than half of the contract, he said that'll be amazing. I don't really know about Tavares' contract. I like it for now, but... Again, like we talked about it last week, is skating. I don't know if it's gonna be like. It might be a real a cause of concern in like three years because we see guys like Jeff Carter three years ago. They were great, and then three years progress, the league gets quicker, and the points just drop. So it's, uh,
1: just kind of hits you like a brick
0: wall comes yeah. out of nowhere. So yeah, even look at like Jamie Ben last year. Like the game's getting quicker, the points are starting to drop. You can't keep up. This to me this year it could be like a John Tavares maybe not this year but in a couple of years and even like a Getzlav. like I really don't know where these guys are uh, gonna be in a couple of years so I kind of agree with Steve but at the end of the day if you're gonna sign John Tavares to seven years eleven million dollars a year
1: knowing that you have to sign those RFA's like a year after the fact it's kind of tough so and, uh, when people say that Tavares messed with like our system or whatever is that just because. It's affecting the young kids, and then the window is uh, the window becomes shorter when you sign Tavares. So,
0: so, bi- so basically, what the argument was was first of all, Tavares coming would um, affect Kadri's production. That was one. So yeah, yeah. that 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 screws up the chemistry. But again, Tavares and Marner had absurd chemistry. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you have to look at it. Okay, yeah, we got the biggest free agent. We signed them, but then again, you got to look a year's time. Oh shit, Matthews is an RFA. Oh shit, Marner's an RFA. Janssen, Kapanen, thank God we got them signed. There were just a lot of question marks after the Tavares signing, and it was kind of like, yeah, like we're we're I guess we're a cup contender now, but the window it's kind of gotten a little shorter. And now with Marner and Matthews, if they get signed, we're going to be in cap hell for at least seven years. So.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I really don't know
1: what our bottom six forwards are going to look like. It's going to change like every other year.
3: Jeremy yeah. Bracco
1: may
2: like, come up one game. Tim Ashaw, yeah, Trevor Shaw. Moore. Those I are know. some good solid players. So if you can have a fourth line of those guys, instead of what we've seen in the past with like Tim Brent and... Uh, <laughs> Chad Kilger. <laughs> yeah, Kilger, Daryl Boyce. I'll take that. I'm good with that. Okay, so after all of this being said, Marner,
0: let's say he gets eleven, eleven million $11 million. Do we have to get rid of Nylander?
1: <laughs> I think at some point something's going to have to give. I think the easy answer would be yes, because he's making, what, 6.9? He is literally Nikolai Ehlers. <laughs> he's literally <laughs> Nikolai Ehlers. It's not even his fault. I think the money's fair. He's a 65-point, maybe a 70-point player. And you look at the money he's making, you look around the league, and when he signed it, to me that's a fair deal. Because like when the Nylander contracts... First started buzzing, what did everyone first say? Six to six and a half? And he gets 6.9 and the fucking world shuts down. Like, is it really that big of a deal? So, to me, the the Willie deal is is fair, but he would be the odd guy out for me. But do you remember in April when we
0: were talking about the Marner, like when they got eliminated from the playoffs? Like, okay, now we got to sign Marner. Do you remember what we said the number was when we originally thought? It was like (laughs) 8.5. Like, yeah, yeah, 8.5 should be good. 11 10 and a half <laughs> Come on man there sure should be saying. there should be no winger getting paid that That's my that's my thought because to me wingers are the easiest position to play in the, in the game uh, you could take it how you want it. you could disagree with me whatever but to me centers defensemen they're the premium they're premium uh, position so guys like Brandon Point I think they need to make more than Marner. That's just my opinion. I think Point should make more than Marner. If he doesn't, I blame the Toronto media. That's just (laughs) Like you said before, Marner's from here. He could he could just live at home. Yeah. But no They're family, they don't seem poor. They seem well off. Like I don't know, man. Wants his cut. I'm upset. I'm upset because we should you know what we should get Drake in one of those meetings and just talk him into it because Marner, you know, he's young. He probably loves his music. He's
1: probably hip. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably hip. You know, he's a hip. He out, of, a hip. Uh, out of all the RFAs, though, who can you see going into the regular season still not signed? Definitely Line A. Yeah, Line A for sure. That's, that's the one guy for me that would, yeah, Line. I was, a. I was just hoping to get one different answer because yeah. it's obviously Line A. Um,
0: but, okay, if it's not Line, A, it's probably Braden Point because I really don't know his, I don't know what his value is. And I don't think the manager even knows what his value is. No one really talks about Brock Besser. No. But again, Besser, he has been injured. That's the one lucky thing with Vancouver. If he was healthy, he probably would be asking for 10 mil. I don't think he should be asking for that. I would say maybe a little more than Nylander. Like 7.3,
1: give him that. Because he's managed, what, like 60 games in his first three years?
0: Yeah, but like he's... I right now I only look at him as like a thirty and thirty five guy. I don't really see him getting more than seventy points, seventy five. That's just for now. I, I I just think in general, unless Pedersen just erupts and you know gets a hundred, I don't really know. <laughs> I know Pedersen last year the first half he was a tank. Yeah. And then the second half he slowed down tremendously. It happens. But yeah, I like what you said about Brock Besser. No one really, no one really does talk about him. I I I don't talk about him. So. Do they have the cap room for him? I'm, I'm pretty sure they do. I don't think it's
2: a problem to sign him. Um, yeah. Just that Luongo thing came out of nowhere with them, where they have to pay like more than Florida. Yeah, retire. Yeah, that was their GM. Just looked so mad, like he just wanted to call Luongo on the phone. Yeah, come over to Vancouver. We have a ceremony planned. Bring him in a room and just beat the <laughs> crap out of him. But yeah, <laughs> all's good now in Vancouver. <laughs> I just even with Louis Erickson, oh, yeah, contracts yeah. like that, Chris Tanev, Alex
0: Edler. Why are you making those signings if you know you have to sign Brock Besser?
1: Especially the Edler deal. What was that? <laughs> the other one I don't mind. Just for defense, because in two years...
0: Well, he's also been loyal for what? His whole
1: career. Long time. Yeah. yeah. And then once his deal's up, then it's time for Quinn Hughes to get signed. So that kind of works yeah. out perfectly. But they also they signed Myers, and they got Furland, yeah. and um, they got JT Miller. Yeah. So what I don't know their cap situation, but the, you know it's starting to add up a little bit.
0: I don't know if I like the the Tyler Myers signing. I like the the average; it's, it's fair, but I don't know, man. Like if Tyler Myers is going to play that first line, the top, maybe top four, I don't really know what that makes Vancouver look at. Like, are they giving up on Yo Levy? Are they giving up on him? I don't think anyone knows because. <laughs> He didn't. He hasn't played since last November. He had two major surgeries, and his progression has already been a cause of concern. So, I think Yolevich might be. Uh, I think they might be giving up on him already. And he did go what
1: sixth overall, fifth overall. Yeah, he went <laughs> fifth. Yeah. So that's when they could have taken Kachuk. Uh, went two, one or two after. Yeah, that's great. But uh, yeah,
0: Brock Besser. I think seven point three is fair. I don't see him. Going into the season, I think they're going to do a deal unless they maybe get rid of, like you said, JT Miller, Furland, all these guys. I like their team. I like Vancouver's team. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I don't think they're going to be like an Ottawa or an L.A. I think
1: they're going to be better than them. I think it really depends on their goaltending. Because yeah. you look at the oh, move Yeah, that's tough. You got all those young kids there. I, they could be a surprise for me. But it really depends on their goalies. Can you see them kind of being like a Dallas of last year? Like squeeze in and then do some damage later on? I could see that. Well, no. Well, Markstrom would then have to be like a Bezna, but yeah, And he's I just kind of been all right.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. To me, I really love talking about contracts and all this. But at the end of the day, the guy that's going to set the tone, I feel like the guy that's going to get signed first is going to be Matt Kachuk. I feel like he's going to get signed first. And I feel like it's gonna be like 8.75. I think it'll be ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling I'm you, I, I'm calling it now. I think he's getting forty goals next year. That's my opinion. I think Kachuk's gonna get forty. Um you already know now where I'm gonna take him in fantasy. You know I will take him. Uh-oh. I think he's uh he's gonna be a workhorse for years to come. I think he's gonna be better than his dad. Um he's gonna be better than Brady. Uh
1: you, so you think ten million for Matt yeah, Kachuk long term eight year deal ten
3: Jesus.
1: or maybe even ten point five I think he's on the I think he's on the five year bandwagon for those deals I say eight point seven five for five maybe
2: but I want to see I want to see someone sign an eight year deal I would want to see these five year deals. I like the five-year deal. Kind of makes him more flexible, and then you have something to look forward to. With eight-year deals, it's like ah, okay. Does Who's it make them? Agent?
0: But like, does it make him easier to trade to? Yeah. With the five-year deal. Okay, so then I guess that like, kind of makes sense. In three
2: years, maybe let's say he slows down a bit. It won't be too bad because then he'll only have three years left on his deal. Maybe you can wiggle him around there, retain maybe something if he's downhill, but. <laughs> If it's eight year deals like Kolvachuk when you had 15 years that he signed, don't like, even bring that nah, That's up. way too much. <laughs> For the
1: player, too, it's a perfect match because you get to cash in twice. Yeah. I just want to know what Matthew's next contract is going to be. 14 mil? 20 maybe? The cap goes up? That's Set what that I, tone. <laughs> that's probably when an eight year deal comes in, right? Yeah. Because he'll yeah. be 26, and then. I don't know if I give him an eight year deal at 26. We've got to see how these next five yeah. years go. Yeah, first. exactly. <laughs> that.
0: I I love eight-year deals, but, like, you got to think about it. 26 years old, let's say you've had two injuries. You give him an eight-year deal, three years in that eight-year deal, he could be half the player he once was. Or maybe at, okay, maybe not 29, but, like, 31, 32. You never know, man. Like, there have been guys that have just fallen off at a very early age, and then there's guys that peak at a very late age. Drop free loophole. Patrick Sharp. That's a prime example, yeah. right there. Like 30, <laughs> 34 years old putting up the most hat tricks in the league. It's like what?
2: That's crazy. <laughs> but then
0: two years later, yeah. Yeah, you fall down, yeah, fall off. But even guys like Andrew
1: Ladd, they were amazing. They hit what, 28, 29? Nothing, just look at that entire free agent class <laughs> What Lad and fucking Lucic and Ericsson all that day. That's when they were all at their peak, and then all at the same time, they fell go. together. Yep. <laughs> if you look at videos on YouTube, top 10 worst contracts, five of the
0: 10, maybe six of the 10 are right there in that class. Ericsson, Lucic. Lad. Lad might be number one now because that guy can't even play. <laughs> remember at the time,
2: we're like, these are good deals. Yeah. They're going to be solid for them. It's going to be with Tavares. They get a lot of goals. He finally has a winger. They'll make the playoffs, do some damage. Just fill in their 20s. I remember
0: that. <laughs> yeah, Lad. Yeah, Lad with Tavares. That's great. It's good.
2: It just happens. It's yeah. too bad. <laughs> Lucic with McDavid. <laughs> He's going to do something there. Do you, you remember, remember when he to... signed
0: there? He was yeah. the biggest dick. Yeah. yeah. So why did you sign? Uh, McDavid, <laughs> uh, get out of here, man! You're not gonna play with McDavid. Did he play with him? Yeah, and didn't
1: he couldn't even do anything?
0: Yeah, He's he probably pro- couldn't David. keep up with him. Yeah. He was at the blue line and he was in the offensive zone Connor who- slow, Connor, down. wait, wait, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get there.
1: They need wingers. Yeah, you, <laughs> know they they, you know who they need.
0: Finish my sentence. They <laughs> need.
1: I have no Taylor idea. Taylor Hall. I was gonna say Connor Brown. Jordan Eberle. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Everly! That guy needs to bounce back. He had 37 points last year. Atrocious. I think
1: around 50 points is his ceiling now. That's not good ceiling. Though. But that's North good, though. That's
0: better than, 30, better than 37. God. He shouldn't have signed with the Islanders. God. Wasn't that a seven-year deal, too? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's 28 now. So that deal is not looking good either in the next three or four years. They're a weird team. Yeah. <laughs> Just the contracts are weird, man. That like that's why like I feel like managers nowadays they wait so long to make a deal because they're like you know what, Matthews, you've been injured three times. Yes, you're the franchise, but do you want the eight years? Do you want the five? I don't, I'm not Not really sure. Then there's guys like Rantanen who've just been tearing it up the last two years. It's like okay, well, McKinnon's making six. What was it? What's he making? Like six point three. Yeah, six point three. Wow. Do you really want to make? Like,
1: four mil more than McKinnon. That just looks silly. You know what, though? I remember at the time when McKinnon signed the deal. And at the time, it was the most overrated fucking contract in the league because he's coming off a 50-point year. Yeah, but at
0: the at the time, if you think about it, now you can compare that with the Eberly yeah. signing, which is
1: hilarious.
0: So, I yeah. think Rantanen, though, will be the one to sign an eight-year deal. I think so, I too. I think that name I think, of... I think so, too. I agree with that. I think if it's not Rantanen, it's a guy like a Besser... And it's maybe a guy like a Kachuk. Because Kachuk, Kachuk, he has Monaghan, he has Goudreau, Besser has Pedersen, and, of course, Rantanen has McKinnon. Like They know that they have young, amazing centers. So even Braden Point, if I'm him, I'm signing an eight-year deal. I have Kucherov, I have Palat, I have Gordy, I have Sorelli. I have a lot of guys that I could look at. He'll be on that power play forever. Yeah. He plays a point there. It's a perfect Mind you, they also got Serkachev, who... Hasn't really scratched the surface yet But when he does Yeah He'll be terrifying So Yeah Tampa Bay's gonna win the presidents again That's just Whatever But moving on I wanna move on from hockey I wanna talk about NBA quickly Oh DeMarcus Cousins Third injury Major injury In two years Is this karma? I think
2: it is Alito <laughs> <Probably laughs> <it'll> get into it <laughs> Taurus ACL During training Training Yeah what did he do to all the teams he's been on? Leave him, and then after he goes to New Orleans, ah, you know, that two year deal you were going to give me, max dollars, you're close to it. I'm going to go over to Golden State, just veteran minimum. Yeah, just go over there. <laughs> they get eliminated by the Raptors in the final. Woo! And then he goes, I can actually sign with that super team in LA. Join LeBron, AD. Woo! Great job. Torrey's ACL before he even has a chance to step on the court out the whole year. And it really is a shame because I saw... He looked like he lost a lot of weight.
0: And it looked like he was getting, you know, back in shape. And then he just tears his ACL. And I'm not going to lie. You guys might laugh when I say this. He's going to be in the big three league in two years. Yeah, yeah. Greg so are going to go at it? I just... You have three major injuries in two years. And especially, like, to your legs and you're a center that's just gonna affect you and the game is getting quicker the guys are getting younger they're getting better guys are retiring at 32 years old in the nba like darren Collison, in out of nowhere yeah i'm done okay you didn't win anything why are you retiring now
1: <laughs> with that being said though they should probably look at a an active body at that position instead of a guy they can plug in and out of the lineup every other game well that's what i'm gonna get yeah. into they
0: just got dwight howard So so why not bring back Dwight Howard from L.A. when he was just unreal in L.A. and he was the biggest problem there? He made Kobe hate L.A. at that time. It was Nash, Howard, and Kobe. And Howard made that locker room a toxic waste. And now with Dwight, with LeBron, with Davis, with Danny Green, with Kuzma, with all these guys, is it going to work out? I don't think so. No. Like Dwight Howard, you remember what happened last summer with that that whole what was it the he he had sex with that man or whatever the whole
1: took it to Twitter after.
0: Yeah, yeah, like that whole thing. Like do you really want to sign a guy that has all that baggage? He did go first overall. He's one of the more athletic centers all time, but
1: I feel like it's just a it's, a, it's an emergency replacement. To like, oh, go, yeah, yeah, Dwight Howard. Call him right now. We need to sign him. Is it just the buzz because of the name, and it's just a temporary issue for the year? I
0: think that's it, and as well, Anthony Davis has voiced that he does not want to play center, and if he does play center, uh, I think LA is very scared that he's going to walk after one year and go to the Knicks. So,
1: oh. can you picture what a waste that would be? Just one. Yeah, day you later. trade all those players man, for Davis. <laughs>
0: I don't know, man. Like the NBA is a funny sport; it's a funny league. But I'm, like, I, I do feel bad for Demarcus Cousins. But at the end of the day, if you're just going to sign for a veteran's minimum, you got to mm-hmm. prove yourself. And uh, it's a shame what happened, but karma sucks. It does. And uh, with that being said, KD tore his – no, he had ligament damage in his ACL, or he tore his meniscus, whatever it was. When he comes back, do you see him being the same player? Because if, if this is any indication, when DeMarcus Cousins eventually comes back – What do you think his numbers are going to be? Because I think they're going to barely be double-double. They'll be like 10 and 12, maybe 15 and 13 at best.
2: Yeah. It just... I don't... I just think he's going to come off the bench when he comes back. I don't see him starting unless he's playing on one of these teams, but don't expect a max contract. You've lost that whole opportunity by going to Golden State. And now you can look at that whole tape of you missing out on a championship... Taking the easy way out, and now you tore everything. Third injury, like you can't write this stuff any like. It's like a soap opera with this guy. It literally is.
0: You know how much
2: money he could have had. He could have made at least another thirty million
0: (laughs) dollars. But instead no, no, five mil. I mean, uh, one year, five mil with the Golden State. We'll win a championship. I'll get my ring, and then I'll sign a max after. nope you lose. You barely do anything in the finals. And then you go to LA, you sell out again, and then you tear your ACL in training camp in Las Vegas. Wonder what he was doing in Las Vegas? Probably doing some blow. I don't know. It's it's the NBA, it's the Marcus, it's you know, it's whatever. But I also want to talk about Team USA because every team every player has been yeah, you know, I appreciate the invite, but I'm just going to focus on myself and play. <laughs> I want to win a championship in the NBA. Excuse me, you're on Sacramento. You're not winning a championship. Go to f- Represent your country and go play for Team USA. De'Aaron Fox backed out. Jason Tatum backed out. All these players are backing out. Their best player, guess
1: who it is? Miles Turner. I didn't see that coming.
0: Indiana Pacers. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Guys just ditching. That's like... It's like all these hockey players, Canada, yeah, you know what, I'll go, but you know what, maybe next year.
1: I was going to say it's very Canada at the World Championships. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you, but no, I don't want to go over there. But this is different, though. This is like an Olympic medal, though. Do you not want to win one?
0: Because the Giannis said, he's like, I'd rather have the Olympic gold medal than my MVP. So I guess he, he, he values nationality a lot more than all these other
1: Americans. So what are you guys' thoughts on that, though? I think for me if I had the chance to represent my country I'd, I'd jump all over it but you don't really know what's in their heads like is is time like an option for them do they think they're just going to go there and it's going to be like an experience and they're not going to play much or well you got to remember like looking at all the other
0: team USA's they're super teams like yeah LeBron with Kobe you had Kobe with KD and KD with LeBron you had Shaq with Kobe you had Sha- like it, just, like, it was a joke.
1: like USA would go there and they would run everyone over. Because you would have situations. You have really good players, but you have all these other guys with the super teams and you're just kind of there. And I, I don't really blame them for that case if they don't want to go because they're not going to play a lot. Well, no, but then it got to the point where all the good players are like, I'm not going. <laughs> so then all these other players are like,
0: oh, shit, maybe I have an opportunity to start yeah. for Team USA. But you know what? No, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to start. I don't know. I don't want to go. I don't want to win a gold medal. I just don't want to do it. I want to focus on the training. I want to focus on the NBA. Like really though, like you're not on a playoff team. Like if you're not on a playoff team, why the hell are you doing that? That's just my opinion. I that's me talking. I don't know. I I like let that that's like that's like Matt Barzell getting invited, and it's like no, you know what? I'm gonna focus on the Islanders. But you didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> okay. It's like, okay, sure, but you're one of the best gifted young centers in the league and we're asking you to come for Team Canada, and you're going to say, no? That's a, that's a slap in the face, no? Even Popovich, like, I feel bad for him. He's coaching this team, and he's, like, I'm not going to call these players scraps, but they're not, they're not like KD. They're not like Curry. They're not like Harden. And all these guys are like, you know what? Nah, I'm not going to go. So to me, I don't know. It's a cause of concern for me because if Team Canada was doing that, well, well, Team Canada, they didn't even ask Andrew Wiggins to go.
2: Oh, I think he backed out. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Did Murray go? I don't even think he went either. Uh, like, everyone's backing out. But you know what the problem with Andrew Wiggins is? If they make the Olympics, he's going to probably jump up and say, Oh, I'd really love to, you know, play for my country. If I'm in charge there, like Rowan Barrett and Steve, like, all these guys, Nick Nurse, go screw yourself. You're not playing for Canada for the Olympics. <laughs> like, all these years they were asking him. He's like, Nah, you know, I, I'm like RFA. Want to focus it? Okay. And it's the same with USA. If all those players want to come back after, Miles Turner's the only one that's going to the Olympics for sure. And if it risks like losing a spot for Curry or Thompson, that's tough. You don't want to go in when they called? There's consequences for that. I just feel like when there's injuries, yes, it
0: sucks, but there's an opportunity for you to elevate your game and go to the Olympics. Yes, it's, the, it's an experience. Even if you don't, let's say USA loses this year because they're not that good. Even if you play in it, it's a different experience. They're a lot younger. De'Aaron Fox is there. Donovan Mitchell's there. Like they're a younger team and they're exciting. Like uh, John Collins is there too on Atlanta. But why? I just don't understand why you would just say no when you could easily uh, you could hone your skills. The same way you do in training camp. They're saying, oh, well, like to me, it's a different thing. Like I want to train. I want to be in the gym. I don't want to be on the court facing Spain or the FIBA team or whoever else. Barcelona. I don't know. FC Barcelona. No, no, no. Or whoever the hell they face. But to me, I, it, I'm just puzzled because it, to me, training is training. If, you're, if you have a basketball, if you have weights, you're training to elevate your game in some way. So I don't know why all these players are backing out last second. I really don't especially if you're being coached by a god like Popovich, that guy's the best coach of all time. Like, I don't know. To me, it's, it's, it's a write-off. It's a joke for me. It's a joke. But yeah, we're going to move on now to wrestling. Uh, I just want to talk about Raw. Actually, you know what? No. I want to talk about NXT first. Um, as we all know, AEW is going to be on live TV uh, on Wednesday nights. So you know what Vince McMahon and Triple H said? Yeah, fuck the network. We're going to go on uh, live TV. USA Network, Wednesday nights. We've got to compete with AEW.
1: What are you guys' thoughts on this? Assuming that the product does not change at all, and it's the NXT we know and love, this is just going to be awesome for the wrestling world. Because now you have the easy access to it. Just hit the fucking power button on your remote control, and there's NXT. And uh, I'm excited. But uh, you want to talk about the negatives and what could go wrong here? Oh.
2: Yeah, Monday Night Raw, V2 <laughs> on Wednesdays. You'll see all the recaps of what happened on Raw, what uh, they're expecting for Friday. So that's like 45 minutes of the show. They'll probably have a promo to start off, another 20 minutes. Maybe two matches, you know, get the women involved, the whole women's revolution. Yeah, it'll be, like a, it'll be yeah, yeah, like a three yeah, minute match. Yeah. Get them involved in there. Get one of those in ring technicians like Adam Cole in there and uh, bring Lars Sullivan probably back to go over Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, those little B-plus players and make uh, NXT the go-to destination on Wednesday nights.
0: I feel like this is a fat mistake, a big fat mistake. And the reason being, I read an article, a fantastic article, great, that Vince McMahon is gonna have more control with NXT. And if that's any indication, that I means it's gonna go down the shit. Lo- I'm sorry, Vince is out of touch. Triple H has done a great job for years with NXT, with Gargano, with Cole, with Ciampa, with all these guys. And if Vince McMahon, I'm scared. If Vince McMahon starts, you know, going in there and you know doing his thing, I don't know if it's gonna be good for NXT. And I know AEW's not worried because I saw Nick Jackson's tweet. He's not worried. Uh, Chris Jericho's not worried. But, again, I'm really scared for guys like Gargano and Cole and Shayna Baszler. All these people that have been carrying the company for, I'd say, at least a year now. At a year and a bit. Gargano, I think, a little, like what, two years now? Heart and soul of that brand. Yeah, he's been the heart and soul. I really thought he was going to get called up. But now he's feuding with Shane Thorne, which is completely random and irrelevant to me. But, to me, being on live TV is never good. Especially for NXT now. Uh, You're competing with AEW, a fresh product. And yes, NXT, I guess now is going to be a fresh product. We've never seen it on TV. But if this is going to mean that there's more promos and more bullshit, I'm not down for it. And uh, I really don't know what this means. Does this mean you think more main event guys are going to get called down to NXT, kind of like a Breezango?
1: Yeah. Because I'm down for that if that's the case. You think this is a... ECW 2006 Oh <laughs> <Dull> <laughs> Are Ziggler. we going to go to that territory um, if it's ab- And it's absolute worst
0: uh, No it can't because they have Gargano <laughs> And Cole there I don't think it could get to that bad, Like that bad but If okay, let's say Lars Sullivan Was the NXT champion right now Then we could go in that territory And we could talk about how shit NXT would be but NXT To me has been the superior Brand for a year Or two Every pay-per-view they've done, it's just way better than the next night, way better. So, if this means that the product's gonna get worse on live TV, but like again, we're we're just thinking of the negatives here. Let's say it gets a lot better now, a lot more edgy, you know, uh, more blood or whatever. Cause I I've been hearing for months now. Oh yeah, they're gonna scrap the PG era, they're gonna scrap it. But they they they're, they're just holding on to it. They're still holding on to it. Even, like, I heard rumors that they're going to water down the Bray Wyatt character. They're going to tone him down a bit, apparently, because he's not PG.
2: Who cares? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cover your kid's eyes if you don't want to see that.
0: (laughs) But, but yeah, like, uh, NXT going
1: going to Wednesday nights, I don't know if it's a good thing. I hope this is Vince saying, Triple H, you've done a really good job with this. I'm going to give you the TV spot and you have full control. That's where I'm at. If that's the case, I'm fucking pumped. But if it's everything that he said, and like you start off with a 10 minute promo, and then, oh, in case you're just tuning in and all that bullshit, then it's gonna go downhill real fast.
2: And then also it's like developmental still. Like some of these people that they're signing are from different promotions around the world. Like you don't have a lot of established guys. You're just gonna say, oh, go on live TV for WWE. No pressure. Meanwhile, in NXT, it's taped all the time. So they at least have some time to work on it. Now they're forced It's put up or shut up for some of them. How good are you really? Are you really that independent darling coming in? Will you be here for a month, a year, or will you just be fired? And you know, it's a, it's a two-hour show now. Yeah.
1: So, like, they need a developmental for their developmental. They do. Because all they do, they, oh, this guy's buzz. Yeah, sign him <coughs> and throw him in the fucking performance center. So it really is put up or shut up now. Do you guys think they're going to have
0: the results that they want for Wednesdays? Because I feel like at the start, AEW's going to kill them. That's just my opinion because it's fresh, it's different. You, you, you really don't know what to expect with AEW. At least I don't. For like live TV, I really don't know what to expect. I think it's going to be a lot more edgier, like really fun. Um,
1: but yeah, do you think NXT could actually compete with AEW? If, uh, if everything is according to plan, the way they're doing things now, absolutely. Because NXT for me is one of the, uh, the best wrestling brands in the world. And Wednesdays are going to be bumping, because those two shows, to me, it's those, on that day, and then it's everything else. Yeah, Cause you, like everything else is irrelevant. just basically. look like a pure wrestling standpoint. You got New Japan, too, but it's harder to access. On the Wednesday, like, that's amazing. You just got to hope everything goes right, and the right guys in charge, and, you know, all the pieces to the puzzle are there. So
2: Yeah, and then they have, like, NXT UK. They have, uh, I think they're in Toronto. They're going to be building something, sign some Canadian talents, but... What's going to be the developmental for that? Like you said, developmental for development. Are you going to send everyone out of the UK that you sent from Canada and say, "Oh, here's a plane ticket. Now you have to go move to the UK"? <coughs> and like, that's going to like draw everyone's interest totally off from that. So they got to work on a system to help build this. Well, with that being said, tune in on Wednesdays to watch
0: NXT and AEW starting in September.
2: I think it's September 18th to be exact.
0: But with that being said, we're going to finish this podcast with Raw. Um I'm upset because when we went to Raw last week it sucked ass. And this week it was amazing. We opened off with Well, Roman Reigns, he made Buddy Murphy look like a superstar last week. He made Dolph Ziggler look, look like a superstar this week. What were your thoughts on the opening segment? I thought that this match it didn't have to be this long. Reins really
1: and Dolph, right?
0: Yeah. I thought I thought uh I thought Reigns was actually gonna like do quick work with uh Ziggler, but he actually put ziggler over a bit and i like that is reigns uh is this a trend now
1: (laughs) well i mean uh i hope so when you you look at that match it's just two very reliable workers going at it nothing can really go wrong with these two i think my favorite part was just before it started Dolph talking all the shit mid-sentence super kick and then that's a perfect start for me and yeah, it went so much longer than I thought it did. It was it was an awesome way to start the show. Better than a fucking in case you're just tuning in, this is what happened the last 3 months.
0: I feel like Roman Reigns of now is turning into John Cena of 2015. <laughs> like am I not, am I right? I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like okay. he's he's putting people over but he's still winning. Like he yeah. like with the like he I remember when he faced Neville, he put him over but he still won. He put Cesaro over, still won. Put Ambrose over, still won. So I don't know what they're doing with Reigns, but I like it right now. I'm definitely a fan of Reigns right now over someone else that I'll mention later. Buddy Murphy,
2: though, last week became a star when we were oh, there. A star. Absolutely. Going a star. nuts for Buddy. Good kid. Good worker. I like him. <laughs> you know who he's
0: facing <laughs> tomorrow night? Daniel Bryan. That's oh, going to be— should be good. Or I mean, tonight. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's that's going to okay.
2: be amazing. That's I think Rowan awesome. will get involved and ruin that party. I really hope <laughs> that not. That friggin' beard is coming in. His intellectual peer but where do you think where do you think ziggler is heading nxt you think I'm, he's going to nxt to be the one of the people they'll tease as a main eventer but he'll be losing all the time because he had a release planned already handshake agreement they backed out on and i heard about that yeah so yeah you think, you think it, he's going to AEW? i think he hopes he goes there he probably had like something where Work out his comedy stuff and AEW, but Vince McMahon, I guess, had other ideas, and he's gonna be there for another year, just sulking in NXT.
0: If not there, he definitely goes to TNA. <laughs> <laughs>
2: if they're around still.
0: <laughs> Up next, we have was the Fiend. He came out, uh, yeah, Jerry Lawler. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. He was trying to, he was trying to promote the Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch. He was stuttering in his words, and then all of a sudden, all you hear, you know, Bray Wyatt comes out, chokes out Jerry Lawler, and that's the segment. What were your thoughts on this? I thought it was kind of random. I really didn't, I guess a lot of people, they liked it because it was a surprise, but I thought they could have done a little more with him on this Raw. What do you think?
1: I'm not as surprised just because you look at who he's choked out, and I went to Kurt Angle and Mick Foley, and now uh, I just forgot his name. Jerry Lawler. <laughs> so, so it kind of makes sense. Uh, it was a random spot in the show. I don't know why the king was there. <laughs> they, they usually announce these things. He just kind of popped up. He promoted the king of the ring too, I guess. Yeah. He was and supposed that, to interview
2: Sasha, but then she wasn't there, so it made no sense. He was just talking about yeah. the king of the ring. It was so weird. Nice little five minutes. nice to see The Fiend on TV. Let's, let's go a month now without doing that.
1: <laughs> I just... I don't know why... Jerry came out.
0: I don't know why he promoted. Like, I just thought it was kind of random. But I'm kind of happy that Bray Wyatt shut down that whole segment. He's like, "Yeah, fuck you. I don't give a shit. This is my show. I'll choke you out." See Lawler. He's like, "No, no. I've seen this before. I'm getting out of here. Just leave." Yeah, that was awesome. I love how we went. Like, where did he go? Like, he left the ring yeah. and then yeah, he choked out. <laughs> I've seen this before. I'm out of here. Fuck this. He's a smart guy, but he didn't escape it. Yeah. Up next, we had was wow. The tag team, the greatest tag team, Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre. They've just give them the tag. Just give them the tag titles, honestly. They faced Ricochet and The Miz. I never thought I'd see these two kind of te- uh, team up, but man, they made Ricochet
2: look very strong here. What were your thoughts on this match? I think that means Ricochet's losing next week. First round, he's out to make him look this strong, and then once he's uh, eliminated. The guy who beats him will get eliminated, and then that's your feud. I mean, I think this was smart because
0: all four of these guys are in the king of the ring, and it sets up next week's matchups. But I, I don't see Ricochet losing next week. I see him going far in this.
2: So he's going to beat is he Drew? facing the Miz? No, I think Corbin. No, I like Corbin and Miz and Drew and Ricochet.
1: Oh, it is Drew and Ricochet.
2: So I think the Miz is going to unfortunately lose to Corbin, Ricochet...
1: It's gonna beat Drew McIntyre. How does King Corbin sound like a heel? Because <laughs> there's just a part of me that says, "Look at all these beasts in this tournament, but Corbin's gonna win." <laughs> I mean, God, he has oh, a new look now. Looks nice in that tank. Yeah, he there does. It is he, lo-
0: he looks. He looks a lot thinner now. Like he has no fat anymore. Yeah, Vince. Vince loves him.
1: Makes the ladies King swoon. <laughs> Quote
0: unquote. <laughs> yeah, I think the Miz makes the ladies swoon a little more, but whatever, yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell they're doing with Miz. I don't know where they're gonna go with him. I think he needs to
1: turn heel again. I mean, he's only done his best work as a heel.
3: Yeah,
1: he's kind of just been in limbo, though. I blame Shane McMahon.
3: <laughs> much uh,
1: much more successful though than his first face run.
0: Oh God, which was when a he must. was when he was relying on the figure four and Ric Flair. And, oh. Give me a break. Next we had was AJ versus Braun. And I knew this was coming a fucking DQ finish because they're heels. And why can't you just have a a normal match? So last week's segment with Braun just fucking was useless. So I don't know what the hell the point of this was. I wanted to really see AJ versus Braun. I wanted to see an actual match. But, you know, the OC interferes. DQ finish. If this is going to be the case... Just take the belt off AJ. Give it to someone else. Give it to like a Ricochet or The Miz. They can elevate the belt while AJ can chase the universal title. What are your thoughts on this? I really don't, I don't have a lot to say about this. I don't want to see Strowman um, in you know, the main event picture right now. He's in it. Um, we'll talk about that later, but what are you guys thoughts on this
1: start, uh, this, uh, this title reign for AJ? It started off really well. The last couple of weeks, it kind of cooled down a bit. I'm, I'm not ready to pull the plug yet because it's AJ Styles, and he's still one of the best in the world, and it's just a matter of giving him that chance to do a little more with it. But, yeah, it's cooled off the last couple of weeks.
0: Who do you think his, his, his competition is? Like, who do you think his next competitor Like, I don't really know who it is. Who's uh, what's, Cedric, maybe? What's, what's, Would you give it to Cedric? Oh,
2: no, I'm not still too early. 100%.
0: That'd be amazing in the
1: ring. Holy shit.
0: But then first, the OC uh, would get involved.
1: Maybe The Miz? I'd like to see that. That would be new. That would be new. It'd <laughs> be
0: fresh.
2: The Miz ripping on him.
1: That'd be good.
0: That would. But I don't I don't really know. Um, then we got King of the Ring. We got the first one, Joe versus Cesaro. I... <laughs> Damn it. I wanted Cesaro to win. And in Samoa Joe won by submission. Is Cesaro a face... Yes,
1: he is. Ask me in two weeks. And my Because he, he, <laughs> like, when truck. we were
0: at the show, he was with EC3. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know with Cesaro. Um, I know that Paul Heyman is really keen on Cesaro, but I guess not keen enough to have him go over Samoa Joe. It was a fine match. Um,
1: do you think it was the right decision here for Joe to win? I think so. As much as we all love Cesaro, there's just, every time he comes out, there's just something in the back of your mind that says he's not going to (laughs) win. And the match will be awesome because of the performers involved. But Joel's got to do some damage in this tournament. Because every time you think he's going to make the next step, he just goes back. So I don't know if he has to win, but
2: fucking choke the next guy out next week and keep rolling with him. Yeah, Yeah. next week I think it's Cedric Alexander. So he's going to probably lose make Cedric Alexander elevated at Joe's expense. I don't like it. I guarantee
0: you it's going to be a roll-up and then Joe's going to like choke him out after the match or some shit like that. Damn. <laughs> um, up next we had to me was probably the, my favorite part of Raw. Our truth coming out, <laughs> ruining Elias's concert, and Elias escapes with the belt. I don't care. The roll-up is, a, I guess, a finisher when it comes to the 24-7 title. You do a roll-up, you win. That's it. But not with Elias. He kicked out twice, and then he's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. (laughs) So uh, what were your thoughts on this? It was different. It was fresh. Our truth to me, might be
1: the MVP right now in WWE. Yeah, him and and Drake, I think. Yeah. But Elias, he might be the longest reigning champ because it just seems to change every hour, and he's had it for a week, Elias. So this has been fun. Yeah, our truth is good. Gold.
0: (laughs) To me, what are your thoughts on the name of this segment? Farewell
1: Concert. Does this mean
0: he's not going to be doing it anymore?
1: I think, uh, I don't know if I said it last week or the week before, but like, something's got to give with this. Because he's been doing it for, what has it been, two years now? Just every week. (laughs) (laughs) And then someone's entrance hits. (laughs) and Like, it's hilarious and we'll laugh every time, but... We gotta see him in action, cause the guy's good. He's a brawler. He's a fucking tank, obviously. You can't have him fucking play tunes every week. Show him what he's made of. Up <laughs>
0: um, next, we had a little more emotional segment backstage. Ray Mysterio, uh, Charlie, you know, asking the very personal questions, really personal. And then Ray, we you know, we all know how Ray is. You know, he cries a lot. Uh, he almost started crying. And then of course Dominic comes behind. No, Dad, don't, don't retire, please. <laughs> Please, I beg you, I wanna wrestle my first batch with you. And yeah, he doesn't retire. I really think this is a fucking, a flat out shot in the gut to Rey Mysterio's career. If you're gonna do a segment like this, do something like what you did with Mark Henry. Like go out in the ring yeah. and do like a farewell, like tease like a farewell. Yeah, guys, like I've been in this for 20 years. Like it's been great. Like do something like that. Don't do a little backstage thing. You know what I mean? What are your thoughts? I thought that was
1: just—it was silly. Yeah, the it would it would have made a lot more sense if Andrade was involved, and then they went at it one more time, proved that Ray can still go, but he's uh he's not on the same level as the future. So no. if they were to have one last match and ended on wrestling terms, that that would have been awesome for me.
2: I was kind of hoping he'd take the mask off either just like WCW look where you just see his face and be like oh crap is this real or take the mask off and he has like a darker different type of mask and as a way to turn heel you guys were saying throw people people off yeah so that would be I think something different maybe freshen up his career but this whole thing with Dominic coming in and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt he's still young he's learning he hasn't really been there before but with Eddie Guerrero and the back what if Dominic turns on his dad and sides with Andrade and said, You weren't even really my dad in the first place. Eddie was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow, that's nostalgia right there. Um, I would love to see Mysterio take off his mask and have, like, a fucking... Just a black mask underneath. And it's like, yeah, like, this is a different side now. i got to change it up. Um, you said last week, though, like, he's been a face his whole career. I don't know how it would work out. I think the whole... Quote where it's, if you can't beat them, join them. I think that would be perfect. You have Andrade and Ray. You could even make them go for the tag titles if it's like an emergency basis. If let's say like the Usos or the New Day, like they get injured or something, you could have those two go for it. It's fresh. It's different. Um, or you could literally do what Pinello said. Uh, you could have Ray face uh, Andrade one more time and Andrade beats some... Or maybe you could do that at Mania. Maybe they can maybe do something like Andrade versus Ray. Ray's career is on the line. I would like that.
1: Other way, would you have Ray align with Andrade afterwards? Yeah.
0: I, w- I, I thought it would have happened already. Like when Andrade was doing nothing, I thought they would have done something there because they were killing it on SmackDown with their two out of three falls. But that, yeah, like I, I still feel like Mysterio is heavily relying on Andrade at this point in his career. And something's got to give. And I think something will give eventually for Rey. But I don't know what they're thinking of Dominic. Um, I know he's been training for a while. Is he really ready to be in the same ring as Ray, though? Like, is he that good?
1: As Ray, no. Most people aren't because that's Ray Mysterio. For yeah. Christ's sakes, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, like I mean, that.
2: The kid's still young. <laughs> can you imagine if his first match, no one seen him. We just throw like. Pulls off moves like crazy, like what the hell is this? Like does like a Spider-Man thing off the ropes or something dumb like ricochet? Like I would catch everyone by surprise.
0: Yeah. Uh, Next we had was we saw last week at SmackDown Live. We saw Randy Orton in the revival, beat the shit out of the New Day, and we saw it again this week on Raw. This has to be a faction. They have to make this happen. You could call their finisher like the FTRKO. That's the best thing ever. (laughs) And and there and that is the finisher. That was the, one of the best RKOs I've seen in a long time. Just the and uh, down, perfect. Um, they're actually making the New Day look like underdogs for the first time in, I, I don't even know, like, like years. So um, the match at SummerSlam sucked, but I feel like they're really going to elevate. They've elevated the program. Um, do you think that Orton is going to win? I kind of see Orton winning the title now. I don't know why, I just see him winning it. I don't see Kofi, I don't see him retaining.
1: This is a tough one. I like the little story uh, that they're playing up against. It's the New Day have never beaten the Revival, and Orton's been saying every week, Kofi, you can't beat me, you've never had what it takes. So the fact that Randy would align with the Revival and the three of them go at it, to me, is uh, it's very visually pleasing, and it makes sense, which doesn't really happen often on Raw or SmackDown, but... Uh, yeah i can see randy and the revival coming out on top of this at the end of it i think kofi retains and
2: then randy orton will cost them the title when he moves on to the next challenger and they'll just continue this for the rest of the year oh my god (laughs) four months yeah i
0: mean if that's the case i'm down for that too but so the new day are the tag champs i easily see the revival winning it easily i know they're gonna win um that means they would have had every single tag team championship in the WWE, which is great. Um, but I don't see Kofi winning. I don't know why. I just feel like it's Randy Orton's time. I feel like they're going to they're gonna do this on like a... I think that they're actually going to make this a faction. And I think kind of like what we wanted to see with the Undisputed Era, I think this is actually going to happen. I think they're going to have the tag titles exactly like what The New Day has right now. I think... It's gonna literally switch hands. I think Gordon's gonna have the WWE title, and the new and the revival are gonna have the SmackDown tag titles, and it's gonna be great TV. The programs are gonna be, I mean, the promos are gonna be gonna be hilarious. So I'm actually very invested in Randy Orton right now, the most I think in a long time, so, <laughs> years. So it's 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 been great. But moving on, we we talk about Sasha. She came out, um, didn't really focus on Natalya and Becky Lynch. She said um, it's not really like. She didn't come out and turn on them like it was kind of like it was something that was gonna happen. She called Natalia a crybaby, which makes sense, and uh, she basically said you're welcome for her attack on Becky Lynch because apparently she's she said that what like uh, Becky's run has been like kind of stale or some shit. So to me, Sasha, this is another superstar here where she's coming into a program. And I think she needs to win it. I don't see Becky Lynch beating Sasha Banks.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Uh, the best is yet to come, though. We'll just... This is a pass for this week. I'm excited to see what she does the, the next couple weeks here, Sasha.
0: But do you agree? Do you see... Yeah. I, I can't see Becky winning. Unless and if she does, I feel like the fans are going to, like, turn on her. and be like, what the fuck?
2: I think we'll be a DQ. It's like that. She keeps the title but loses a match. And then you continue it on. And you protect Becky, keep Sasha strong, and you extend the rivalry Sorry, another pay-per-view
0: okay now my next question with this women's tag team championships is Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are they faces I think they are because they're <laughs> facing heels every week and they're winning and they're oh we're fighting champions and then Alexa Bliss hints always at like a little heel turn and it's so cute <laughs> But uh, yeah, they faced um, Fire and Desire, which we've been saying for for months that they need to have the tag titles because they were literally the only tag team that's been a tag team for a while. Them and of course the Iconics, but the Iconics just were never on TV. I don't think Vince ever prioritized the titles here. So now that Bliss and Cross have it, a star power person like Alexa Bliss, I think this is good for them. I don't see them holding it long. I see the Kabuki Warriors taking it eventually. And then, of course, rinse and repeat. I think Asuka's going to turn on Kyrie Sane, and I think Bliss is going to turn on Cross. It's going to be a rinse and repeat process for me, but
1: I really do like the rain so far. What are you guys' thoughts on the match? I was, uh, thought it was fine. Yeah, I like the match. Uh, the fact that the titles are on the show for like three, four weeks in a row now was probably the best booking they've done since they debuted the titles. Um, the Kabuki Warriors are kind of weird to me because like... They're thrown together on a limb, and they put Paige with them as the mouthpiece, and now she's gone. But then you look at the women's division, the Raw and SmackDown, there's no depth. So if you had Asuka and Kyrie on each separate brand, like, it could be a different story, and they're not even being used to begin with for the tag titles, so... I think uh, Mandy and Sonya are probably next in line, but that's just my opinion. Two things on that. Why the hell was this
2: not in Toronto, this match? Exactly. Exactly. On Tuesday, like... (laughs) You would see at SummerSlam so many people, like, Mandy and Sonya are over here like crazy. People actually, I saw someone in a Mandy Rose shirt, saw some fans, like, wanting uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa, like, all these signs on SmackDown. And you don't even have them compete. Like, can you imagine the pop if you heard Mandy? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, the extent they make it for Raw, but at least the tag titles are on TV. The Iconics, it was like they were going a month without even defending the title. Like, Brock Lesnar was defending his belt more than the Iconics, and he's not even a full-time performer. So there's problems there. But, I don't know, I hope there's uh, some uh, depth in this tag division, some long-term planning, because I think Alexa and Nikki Cross could be a great face duo. Maybe Lacey Evans goes to the tag division. and start some trouble with the nasties <laughs> at that point in time though then you got to look at who the hell is in the main event scene for the
0: women yeah. because that's also very very dry right charlotte now. charlotte will always there's be like there. four
1: there's like four of them in the main event i think you need a fucking reboot like you did in 2013 when they called charlotte sasha yeah. and becky you just calling like six people up at the same time <laughs> like you're all
2: here now <laughs> like
0: you need to call candace up eo Let's call all of them up now it's all it's coming please
1: you know who's gonna get called up first i'm calling it bianca beller Calling it, now. it'll be like the seventh person in line, and they'll get called up and be like, eh, "Okay, but but no. you should have called Io up, not yeah. Bianca,
2: but okay, sure." <laughs> like Kari Sane, it's not Io Shirai, but we'll give you Kari Sane. The pirate theme for WrestleMania, we'll, we'll build this in now. It still puzzles me and baffles me how Oscar
0: is not a singles star. Yeah. It baffles me. She won the first women's Royal Rumble. Like like the position Ember Moon is in right now, I love it, but that should be Oscar.
1: Even Ember too, like. Come on, yeah. <laughs> she should go to Raw.
2: Bailey needs to turn heel too. Like I think we don't bring just don't bring Bailey up. She oh. is
1: the biggest disappointment, the heart and soul of NXT. Yeah. What the fuck happened?
0: Uh, booking happened, yeah. creative. <laughs> but yeah, moving forward, uh, another disappointment. I thought this match would be great. Cedric Alexander, Sami Zayn, King of the Ring looks great on paper, and of course, they dropped the ball with Sami
1: Zayn again. <laughs> the exact same thing when you see Cesaro and it's like oh it'll be fine to me it's worse you know what's happening to me
0: it's worse because the match is three times shorter it's like oh hey it's Sammy but you're gonna lose in two minutes
1: great (laughs) let's enjoy it now yeah Sammy's not allowed to win for some reason he's getting the fucking Dolph treatment but uh yeah you look at Cedric the last month and obviously Paul Heyman's a big fan and he's doing the stuff with Drew and he's obviously fucking electric in the ring so maybe
2: a sign of things to come here yeah, got nothing out of there. There's disaster. <laughs> Sami Zayn can't even get a win. Like He's at the Kurt Hawkins level now of losing. So Face the face. Unfortunate. <clears throat> now I want to talk about the main event. And I want to talk about
0: disasters. I want to talk about what the fuck moments. Why? Why do the OC win the tag team titles? And their teeth you know, a fresh start, the face paint... They have you know more more time on on tv all of a sudden oh yeah we have two faces facing each other for the universal title we got to put them one has to turn heel eventually so we'll give them the tag team titles and this is seth Rollins' third time in his career holding more than one title and to me that is that's absolutely absurd that is something that should not be happening three times in your career I mean, it made sense when he was the heel at SummerSlam, you know, holding the the US title and the WWE title, that was a moment, that's just amazing. But then, now, with Braun Strowman, this easily signals that Braun is turning heel. I don't see Seth turning heel here, and if he does, okay, cool, but then,
1: what the fuck does this mean for the Raw Tag Team Championships? I've seen enough John Cena tag team title runs to know where this is heading. David Otunga, The Miz, Heath Slater. Batista. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. Batista and Undertaker. You look at his resume, you think he's one of the best tag team wrestlers ever, and it's embarrassing because of the way the fucking titles are always booked. And for Braun, it looks so stupid, too. Yeah. You won it with Nicholas, and now Seth Rollins, <laughs> two years <laughs> later.
3: Kid, I, I, remember that. I just uh, think
1: this is an emergency thing they just like you know
0: what we have two faces we need to turn one heel so in two weeks one of them is going to cost the tag titles and there it is there's probably, the build they yeah. probably
1: booked the match and then they looked at it and then said oh fuck braun or seth can't take the pin i guess they're winning the titles so that was a fun two-week reign i bought an oc shirt you know mad i am <laughs> <laughs> on the bright side they're probably winning it back
2: but <laughs> yeah this is bad yeah
0: you can't be flip-flopping that's, that's been the problem since the Copper titles. That's why the <laughs> Copper titles sucked.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. We're going to give every single member of the core of the title. And the Nexus. And John Cena. And the Miz. And we're going to build every single main event program around the tag team titles. So that's happening now. And I really hope that Braun doesn't turn heel. It's gonna because if it's Braun, then re- his oh. career is done. I'm, I'm sorry. Like last year when we were at Raw, when he turned heel, we're like... What the fuck is this? <laughs> You're one of the hottest faces, and you just turn it all out of nowhere because of last time the Shield in Toronto. Oh, oh! I got my
1: Dogs of War with me.
0: Was that it? <laughs> yep. Oh
2: with Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre. This is the thing I hate about this whole Universal Title thing for Seth Rollins because at the media event thing, I was talking to Braun Strowman, he kind of hinted that you know just look out, we'll be in the main event spot. So I'm thinking, okay, Brock will win. They'll do something with him and Brock. Seth Rollins wins a friggin' title from Brock clean. He makes him look like a star. And then the next night, Braun Strowman comes out and he stares at the universal title. So you think he has to turn heel because the one thing you should do is turn Seth heel in that moment. But now I think Braun Strowman is getting the Ryback treatment where he's so over. He's over way too much and then turn him heel and make his momentum go down. And I think history's going to repeat with Braun, just like it did with Ryback, and it's going to be a lot of repairing to do eventually. If there was any indication when uh, Strowman faced AJ early
0: in the night, I think that was when Seth came out. That was when Seth should have low blowed him right there, and just la and just walked away. And there is there's the heel. That's it. You don't you didn't need to make this the main event. You didn't have to put the tag titles on the line. You could have protected the OC. You didn't. And now you're basically fucking up Braun Strowman, too. Because we're like, okay, this is, I guess, a fresh start for Braun. We'll we'll see what happens. Give him the tag titles. We all know. I want to say Seth turns, but I don't see Seth turning. I I just see Braun turning because I feel like Seth is more over. So, to me, I hope the match is great. But to me, the end result is going to be the same. It's going to affect Braun Strowman's career. He's basically done now. I don't see him winning a, a universal title. Um, and yeah, to me, Seth Rollins, one of the most fucking overrated fucking... I don't know what it is, man. Like, I loved Seth Rollins when he won it at WrestleMania ever since. Cringy Rollins, whatever the hell you want to call him. Burn it down. We'll all burn it down together. He has a great match at at, at, at SummerSlam. Arguably, that was a perfect main event. Um, Clubs out the next night on Raw. We're expecting maybe a heel turn, a little more edgier Rollins... I couldn't have done it without you guys. You guys fueled me at the end of the match. The noise, says <laughs> shit like that, and then uh, you could easily turn him heel during that that uh, that DQ finish in the U.S. title. They didn't do it, and, and now
2: why is now they're Seth, the tag yeah, team champs? Like Braun Strowman is a monster. Why is Seth Rollins coming out to make the save and just cleaning house? And like, how is that believable? He's like 200 pounds soaking wet coming out and Braun Strowman is getting beat down and Seth Rollins is saving the day and Braun you can't do it without Seth your tag team partner so I guess they're trying to say Seth is a strong uh you know link in the team not buying that it's gonna be bad it's not like eight
1: months ago he was trying to kill him out of the company with Drew and Corbin yeah and now we're the tag champs now hooray uh,
0: my 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 base my conclusion is I don't like Seth Rollins right now. Um, you got to fucking change. You're you're he's basically I love his in ring work, but he to me is turning into a Bailey. Oh. And that to me yeah that's an O. That's not good. That's uncharted territory. That is uncharted territory. I don't know what happened. He goes main event. You're winning all these titles. Why the Why are you becoming a fucking Roman
1: Reigns? Why are you getting shoved down our throats? Five segments in a Raw. I think that's just Vince saying, you're the guy. You're on every other segment. It's, for me, it's, I said it before, it's this overexposure. But I don't ra- think he's bad at anything. You see him all the time, and then after a while, you're like, fuck, okay.
0: <laughs> we, we understand, yes. Burn it down. You burn them down. Great. Beast Slayer. Yeah, merchandise. Woo, they're going up, whatever. But fuck, man, you can't be cringeworthy.
2: <laughs> burn
0: it down. That's Roman Reigns ra- Roman Roman Rains- learned his lesson. <laughs> did like? Now he's Ro- a nice little technician. Yeah. <laughs> John Cena, 2015, big match. John turned into big match Roman. <laughs> but yeah, I, I appreciate what Roman's done. I don't appreciate what Seth's done. Um, that match was great with with Brock Lesnar. Don't get me wrong. But when you flip the, like when you flip the page, it's fresh. Just have Seth turn heel. Just have him come out and be a cocky ship like, Yeah, I beat the beast clean. No one's really done that. Just say something like that No I gotta thank all the fans I got Why? Why do you gotta stick to the script so much? That's my biggest question Why? Why is there like a, a... Like Vince is like Yeah you're the face Just go out there and be cringeworthy Just You know apple the we, crowd Just say we a lot <laughs> I'm, I'm really not looking forward to Braun turning I can already see it Mid match He's gonna jump off the apron I don't need this
2: Walk away And there it is. They beat Seth. Yeah. Then when they actually wrestle, he'll get cheered. Seth will probably get booed. Then Seth wins, and it has like a counter effect, and Braun gets booed the next night, and his reactions go lower each week.
1: This would all be okay for me if they didn't have the tag titles. Yeah. Just because I don't like how they use the tag titles to throw in the main event scene, and then you shit on a whole division in the process. Because you look at all the great teams that are around, and I'm like, oh, just just to put a little bit more fuel onto this feud... We'll bury the entire fucking division. And we'll put the tag titles on these two like, guys for two weeks. Like the Usos. The Revival. Well, OC. no. Well, yeah. Well,
0: the Revival are, I guess, now aiming towards the SmackDown. So yeah. I guess we'll count them out for now. But, yeah, the OC has been red hot. You have the Usos who are one of the best tag teams in professional wrestling. And yeah. Degree. Yeah. Let's just, let's just put it on Rollins and Strowman. <laughs>
1: the Viking, Viking right? been squashing people for months yep yeah don't give it to them yeah. why would they be in line That'd make too much sense
0: <laughs> questions we gotta ask questions we gotta answer but yeah Seth Rollins I really hope that they save like a double turn at Clash of Champions if it's the case you could cause <laughs> until Seth Rollins loses the title that's what I want I'm gonna say it every podcast I want a double turn I want to see him turn heel he needs to turn heel does he not can we all agree that he needs to turn heel? He's a natural heel. He's yeah. better at it. Fuck. That's basically it for this week. I don't... I'm tired. I don't want to fucking rant anymore about Seth Rollins or Rollins or whatever. Seth Cringe-worthy Rollins. Burn it down. We'll burn it down together. Fuck, man. Well, that's it for episode 43. Make sure to tune in next week. Probably have a little more... Uh, hopefully, some RFAs get signed. Um, a little more uh, fun stuff in wrestling. Uh, we always... Uh, rants about wrestling all the time. We went a little long here, but that's it for this week. Stay tuned.
2: So, Andrade, another uh, Summer Slam here. Big weekend for WWE. What does it mean to you to come to Toronto and perform
3: for fans? Well, I enjoy, you know. This is the second big party of the year. You know, the WrestleMania weekend is. The best this is the second. I enjoy, you know. You stay close the media, the interviews, access, meet and greet, many, many things. Uh, Syrah, Smackdown, pay view it's, it's big party for for everyone, you know. For wrestlers, for fans, for media, many.
2: Charlotte Flair, she's gonna be wrestling Trish Stratus, big match,
3: I'm sure you're gonna be watching that, so I think Charlotte's gonna take Trish out, big Canadian uh, fan base she has here. I know, I always watch my beautiful lady, always watch, oh always watch this match, oh, and I'm excited for, you know, because it's compared, who's the queen, who's the queen, who's the queen, Is the it's the moment of Charlotte. Ladies, lady, she did win. And uh, you, uh, Rey Mysterio,
2: great match. You guys have great chemistry in the ring together. Uh, a lot of people compare you to Eddie Guerrero when you wrestle with Rey Mysterio. Just when you hear that from fans, uh,
3: how does that make you feel? You see, I, I know, I know. Many, many people, many fans comparing this with, with Eddie Guerrero. I respect for Eddie Guerrero. I know Eddie Guerrero never. I so so much respect for Eddie. Uh, respect for for Ray and this is this is Andrade. this is my moment. I am Andrade. I am different than everyone. It's, those people comparing good to bad things is is fine. Uh, and the mask
2: uh, also, to raise mask off, and that symbolizes in the Mexican uh,
3: wrestling, you know, let's do it. I know how it's important the mask for wrestlers, I know how it's important, this is why, this is why the mask is so family, it's traditional, we love the mask. This is why I have, you know, I miss my mask because I used the mask some time ago. I miss my mask. Yeah, I know. I know how I need kill Ray. I know how Ray love the mask. And
2: do you see yourself going back to wearing the mask? Like, do you prefer wearing the mask? Or-
3: Mask. Oh, I'm handsome. I, I don't that. need masks. <laughs> Let <laughs> Remus really Mysterio you wear the mask. No, just do you don't need masks, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you.